Welcome to Fourth and Two Strikes. I am your host, Cole Laney, and today I'm going to give you my 2023 Major League Baseball season predictions. I'm going to give you all the over-unders, uh, courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. I just pulled it off that it was the easiest. I felt like they were the best lines. So I'm going to give you my over-under for every single team. I'm going to give you my division winners, playoff teams, World Series, World Series winners, and all the award predictions in this large episode. Wanted to get this out. This is being recorded two days, less than 48 hours before the Major League Baseball season starting. I wanted to push it off as far back as possible because injuries pile up. Stuff has been happening. So it never it's never uh, too late to make this prediction. You want to do it as close to the season as possible. And obviously, these are all going to be absolutely terribly wrong by the end of the season. So. With that being said, let's hop right into it. I'm going to start in the National League, and like I said, I'm going to go over-under. I'm going to pull up the rosters on uh, Fangraph's roster resource, and I'm going to use that to um, my advantage. I'll go in the order in which I believe that they will finish the division. I'll give you that, then I'll give you the over-under of each individual team. Starting in the NL East, I think the order in which the NL East will finish this season is the Braves, Mets, Phillies, Marlins, Nationals. I feel pretty confident about that order. I don't think... I think the same as last year. I don't think there's going to be any movement in that way. With that being said, we'll start at the Braves at the top and we'll work our way down. Braves uh, over-unders at 94 and a half. I thought this was one of the easier ones. Genuinely, if I were to put money, this is one I would definitely put in my top probably five-ish I'd put money on. I think it's an easy over. They won 101 games last year. You look at this lineup, Acuna, Olsen, Riley, Ozuna, Harris, Albies, Murphy, Rosario looks better. I know they set down Von Grisham and have uh, Orlando Arcia. But the pitching staff, you got Freed, Strider, and Morton. Looks like uh, Schuster and Dylan Dodd are going to be the other uh, starters as Kyle Wright's hurt. The bullpen's loaded with Minter, Jimenez, Yates, Anderson, Lipke. These are good arms. I love the bullpen. I... One of the better pens in baseball. The lineup is absolutely loaded. You add a guy like a Sean Murphy, and you had a full season of Michael Harris a second. Acuna's another year off of that ACL injury. I think they're all going to be great. Riley's an MVP, perennial MVP candidate every single year. Olsen's going to be better than he was last year. I think this is a pretty easy over. They won 101 games last year, and they are not worse. I think they'll be better. Soroka looks like he might be coming back this season at some point. I like their young starters and Schuster and um, Dylan Dodd, who are going to start the year up. But then you got guys like Iglesias, who should be coming back sooner than later, hopefully, as your closer. I think this team is really, really good. I think they might struggle out of the gate. However, with the lack of some of their guys, um, being hurt right now, but I think they are will catch their stride in a couple months. And uh, other than the left field and the shortstop position, I feel great about this entire roster. I think they're an easy over 94 and a half. All right. My second team I said I had in the Nash, National League East, I had the New York Mets. They're over under set at 91 and a half. And I get it. The Edwin Diaz injury is tragic. And I can't believe that happened in the situation, which it did celebrating the, the Puerto Rico win over the DR in the World Baseball Classic. However, with that being said, their over-under is down at 91.5. Again, this team won 101 games last year, and I don't think they got much worse. You could argue they might have got better. So I think this is an easy over. This might be even easier than the Braves over. I think, like, you look at this lineup, Nimmo, Marte, Lindor, Alonzo, McNeil, Canna, Vogelbach, Eduardo Escobar, and Omar Navias, 
with guys like Pham and Guillaume on the bench. Tomas Nito is your backup catcher. You're going to get a guy like Francisco Alvarez at some point this year, probably being a key contributor. Brett Beatty, I don't know why you sent him down. I think he should be the left-handed hitting DH. He might be better than Dan Vogelbach already. And then you look at the rotation is Scherzer, Verlander, Kodai Sango, who they just got from the MPB, Carlos Carrasco and David Peterson. I know uh, Jose Quintana is injured, but I don't think you're going to lose that much. I think David Peterson's a fine number five in the rotation. The bullpen is now what worries me. And this is why I'm putting them in second in the division handily is because of the bullpen, because you're going to have guys like David Robertson and Adam Onovino closing out games, Drew Smith, John Curtis, like, with, I know it really sucks what happened, but with Edward Diaz in this bullpen, I think this is a, the same thing it was last year. It's a horse race to the end. And um, with him gone, I think it's just going to give the Braves that slight edge that they need to win to win this division. So that's why I have that winning. And I But this best team is very good. I wish they had kept Beatty on the roster and maybe use Vientos as the right-handed platoon. But I guess by the looks of it, they'll probably use Tommy Pham as the right-handed platoon. Um, against lefties. So, wait and see. I think the, the lineup, they could, I think Beatty would be a nice addition as well because you don't have many lefties. Yes, you have Narvaez, McNeil, and Nimmo, and Lindor's a switch. But against the, but in the Vogelbach, but Eduardo Escobar, especially, has only been hitting better for the right side. So maybe even if you could play Beatty at third against um, righties and have him hit left-handed, I think that'd be big. But, I really do like this Mets roster, and I know they lost like a guy like DeGrom, but you added Verlander, and Verlander pitched all last year while DeGrom did not. So at a quantity standpoint, you're getting more value than you did last year with what you got from Jacob DeGrom. All right, and now the third team, the reigning NL champion, the Philadelphia Phillies. Man, the Phillies looked absolutely great, maybe competing for this division, at, uh, what, a month ago? But... Obviously, we knew the Harper injury. The Hoskins injury is a killer. We saw um, Andrew Painter's dealing with a UCL injury, and he's going to try to pitch through it. That worries me. I thought he could have been the X factor of this team and maybe even the division with how good that kid is. Top 10 prospect in baseball. If you look at the current lineup, projected lineup, it's Turner, Schwarber, Real Muto, Derek Hall at first, Castellanos, Stott, Bohm, Cave, and Brandon Marsh. I like Brandon Marsh a lot as a defensive center fielder. You got Edmundo Sosa on the bench and guys like Josh Harrison as your super utility. But, man, wouldn't it be really nice to have – I know around the All-Star break around July-ish, they're going to add Harper into that, that lineup. But, man, the loss of Hoskins hurts a little bit. I would be surprised if they go get a guy like a Luke Voigt maybe to platoon with Derek Hall or you get creative by moving Schwarber down the first base more often and playing some somebody else in the outfield. I've seen the suggestion to move Bohm to first against lefties and let Amundo Sosa play third, but um, we'll see about that one. But uh, I really like this team before that, and even if you look at the um, the rotation, Nola, Wheeler, Taiwan Walker, then this is projecting Bailey Falter and Matt Strom. I don't love that at all. Those are... Two not very assuming names as Andrew, as a Ranger Suarez is currently injured. 
I don't, I, I didn't see too much about his injury, but once you get him back and get, I guess, Strom out of the rotation, but that's still not good. Bailey Falter being your five, I'd much prefer an Andrew Painter type, but unfortunately, obviously elbow injury, not going to happen. Um, the bullpen, I love Dominguez and Alvarado. Gregory Soto, I thought was a fine addition. You gave up a little bit, but you didn't need any of those players. They weren't really helping you. They were just death pieces. So I think that helps. Uh, I like Bellotti and Brogdon a little bit. I don't know if I like Craig Kimbrell at this point in his career. So we'll see what happens there. But I, I really did like this team coming into the year. I thought maybe, maybe they were going to be the most exciting lineup when all healthy and maybe the most prep team for the postseason. However, I think they're going to really struggle and they're going to have to limp to the finish line to see if they can get into the dance. And then I think they have a really good chance from there if everyone stays healthy. I think, though, if they're one big injury in that rotation, Nola or Wheeler go down, they are in a lot of trouble. They do not have the pitching depth to have that happen to them. Next up, I got the, oh, I meant forgot to mention the win-loss or over-under for the Phillies. They're projected 88.5. Again, with all the injuries, I'm going to go under. I don't think they win that many as that many games because I think the injuries are going to kill them. And again, they're one injury away from being like probably definitely out of the playoff race at this point with how many injuries they have so far. So I'm going to go under 88 and a half. We'll see what happens. I know Wheeler struggled at the end of the year due to fatigue. Uh, Suarez obviously on the IL start of the year is not great. So I'll go Phillies under 88 and a half. Marlins are projected 76 and a half. <sighs> I'm going to go under. I This Marlins team is very, very fascinating if you look at it with a lineup of Arise, Chisholm, Soler, Garrett Cooper, Avisel Garcia, Gene Segura, Joey Wendell, Brian De La Cruz, and uh, Jacob Stallings. With MLB um, stolen base leader John Birdie and Jesus Sanchez on the bench. Uh, they have they're, they have like seven second basemen in the lineup, and the guy that's playing second base shouldn't be playing there. They got Arise at second. Jess Chisholm somehow playing center field, even though they moved him to second. Uh, Joey Wendell is a second baseman playing shortstop. And Gene Secure is a second baseman playing third. So you you got four in there. And the guy playing second base is not the guy I would want. He plays a better first baseman. Uh, they added Yuli Gurriel on, um, on a minor league deal and he'll probably make break the team. But this team all comes out of the pitching staff. I don't. The offense is better than last year. They were abysmal, but this pitching staff is what is going to dictate how this season goes. You got Alcantara, Lazardo, Cabrera, Trevor Rogers, and Cueto. Obviously, Alcantara um, unanimous Cy Young last year. Lazardo was great when he was healthy. Edward Cabrera, great when healthy. Trevor Rogers looked terrible after a great rookie year. And Johnny Cueto had a resurgent year with the White Sox last year. So I don't know what you're going to get there. At least you have death. You got guys like Yuri Perez, uh, Eater in the minors that are Jake Eater, um, Braxton Garrett are going to be making a push towards the rotation. But with that being said, the bullpen stinks. You got AJ Puck. I love that addition. Floro, Scott, and Chargois. Other than that, I really don't like anyone in this bullpen whatsoever. So I just don't know how they're going to win that many games. I know you, you're going to have a chance to win every time Sandy's on the mound or if Lazardo, Cabrera, or Rogers put together a nice start. But I don't like the bullpen at all. I don't think the offense is this incredibly improved offense. What are you going to get from Jazz playing center field who missed a ton of last year? The rise, obviously, the reigning AL batting champ. I like the trade. 
of getting rid of or not getting rid of, but trading Lopez for him. If you can't develop bats, you got to trade from your strength and on the mound to go get a bat. So I take that as you will. But if you're expecting key contributions from guys like Avisel Garcia, Jorge Soler, Gene Segura, and Joey Wendell, be mistake. Don't be mistaken. You're not going to get that much out of all of them. I think Soler's a bounce back candidate. Garcia looks terrible. Segura had a rough year last year with the Phillies, and Wendell, I don't think, is much of a hitter himself. So I think this might be the worst defensive team in baseball due to the no shift rules, with again, all these second basemen playing out of position. So. I just don't know how the Marlins are going to win 77 games and improve as many games they did last year when you had the reigning Cy Young Award winner, and he'll probably regress slightly. I hope he doesn't, but he probably will. All right, and now we get to go to the bottom feeders of this division quite easily, the Washington Nationals. Their over-under total is projected at 59.5. Oh, my goodness, that is terrible. That means that they're projected to lose 102 to 103 games. Wow. I mean, if you look at this lineup, Lane Thomas, Dom Smith, Joey Manessis, Corey Dickerson, Heimer, Condelario, Garcia, Kybert, Abrams, and Robles. I like Abrams. He's young. I don't know how, how much of a player he is right now. He seemed rushed last year to get to the majors, obviously part of the Soto deal. Um, Kybert, you gave a nice little extension. I like him. Condelario, I think, is a good guy. You can flip at the deadline. And then Manessis, I think, is a ball player and Dom Smith I don't mind but yeah this team's not very good at all um if you look at the rotation it says enough uh you got Patrick Corbin starting opening day who led the majors in uh ERA last season Josiah Gray who had a top 10 worst uh pitch in baseball last season in his fastball Corbin had a top 10 worst pitch in baseball in his slider and your number five starter due the injury of Cade Cavalli, who's a young stud in the rotation. You now have to throw Chad Cool, who had another top 10 worst pitch in baseball last season. So you have three guys with three of the 10 worst pitches in baseball last season uh, on effective run value. Trevor Williams, Mackenzie Gord, very exciting. But other than that, nobody is exciting in that rotation. I guess uh, I'll be intrigued to see if Josiah Gray maybe moves towards the sinker compared to a forcing profile. We'll see. The bullpen's not much either. I do like um, number one overall pick of the Rule 5 draft, uh, Thad Ward. He's got to watch out for. I think he'll be in the rotation sooner than later. But with the exception of that, I don't love anyone of this bullpen. I think Hunter Harvey's okay. Carl Edward Jr. and Kyle Finnegan are okay. Not great. But, yeah, I think this team stinks. I, I don't think they're very good whatsoever. Um with that, with that, I I'm gonna honestly take the under on fifty nine and a half wins. I don't know how that rotation is gonna win them that many games. I think they are god awful. They're gonna be competing with a team we'll talk about later for the worst team in the league, and uh, they might have a better chance at it right now with looking at that rotation with those uh, Corbin, Josiah Gray, um, Trevor Williams, and uh, Chad Cool making big time starts for you. Not a good situation to be in for the entire season. So. I'm going to take the under on 59 and a half wins. I think they're probably a 56, 57 win team. All right, let's move over to the National League Central. We'll start with uh, who I think, or I'll give you the order first. I got this season, the order, I'm going to go Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, Reds, Pirates. 
with that being said, let's start at the top. Let's start with the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals are projected 88 and a half wins. I think this is a really, really good line. With that being said, I'm going to take the slight over. I think they win 90, 91 games. If you look at the lineup, it's stacked. Might be the best lineup offensively and defensively in baseball. You got Donovan, Newtbar, Goldschmidt, Arenado, Contreras, O'Neal, Gorman, Jordan Walker, Young Stud, Rookie, and Tommy Edmond. This lineup is stacked. You got great infield defense with Arenado and Goldschmidt and Tommy Edmond. Brandon Donovan's a super utility guy that has a 400 on base last season as a rookie. I like Newt in the outfield along with O'Neill and um, looks like they have Carlson on the bench, which that won't be, that won't be true. Carlson probably be the center fielder and they'll have Jordan Walker DH love the love that we're putting Jordan Walker uh, into the opening day lineup. It used to give him consistent at bats, let him play the outfield a little bit. This dude is a freak. He has 50 homer potential, probably not this season, but in his future. So I, I like that a lot. However, with all good comes bad. And when we talk about the bad, this rotation is bad. You got Miles Michaelis anchoring as the one as Adam Wainwright is injured. Jack Flaherty at the two. Jordan Montgomery at the three. Jake Woodford at the four. And Steven Matz at the five. That is very unassuming for a team that were projected to be a division winner. That is not very good. So... <sighs> That's going to be the downfall of this team. With that being said, the bullpen's really good. I, I love Helsley, Gallegos, Palante, Hicks, Thompson, Stratton, and Verhagen. Good bullpen. Really, really good bullpen. Love Helsley and Palante and Hicks. But they, oh gosh, they that um, that's that starting rotation is going to be the thing to hold this team back. That's why I have them as a slide over. If they had. Any no, another arm like a, even everyone was floating last year like a healthy Frankie Montas or a Luis Castillo. I think this team flies past eighty eight and a half wins, but with the limitations of this rotation, I'm still going to have them going over because I think their depth on their offense is absolutely incredible and their bullpen's good enough that they'll be able to win close games late. It's just going to be you're going to need a lot of innings out of guys like Michaelis and Flaherty. I I'm ready to give up on him ever being healthy and hundred percent. Like he wasn't like what, like 2019 at this point. So uh, I'm going to go barely over for the Cardinals. I still think they win the division of the most talented and they have the most depth, but I don't think it's there. I don't think they're going to run away with this division whatsoever. With that being said, let's talk about the team that I have them ch- the team chasing them in the division, the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers are very interesting because you trade away guys like Colton Wong in, in the offseason, but you go add a guy like a William Contreras, which I really like that addition. You go add Jesse Winker. You sign Brian Anderson. It's a very, very interesting team. And if you look at the um, – Roster as a whole, if you look at the projected lineup, Yelish, Adamas, Telez, Contreras, Winker, Arias, Garrett Mitchell, Brian Anderson, Bryce Turang, who's a rookie who I think is going to be really good. He's going to be really good defensively, and I think he'll be a solid um, solid piece on the hitting side. Um, it's very, 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 uh, probably maybe the most interesting team to bet over-under with, and their over-under is 85 and a half. I'm going to go with the slide over because I'll get to the rotation here in a minute, but I don't think this offense is bad. 
I think Yelish, you know where you're going to get this point about a league average hitter. I think Adamas is great. Telez hits you homers when you need him. I think Winker was a great addition as a bounce back candidate. Contreras, I think, is going to every day in this lineup. If you let him DH a little bit, like Caratini behind the plate, it's going to be a great idea. Arias is a really good hitter who missed time last season. I think a bounce back from Brian Anderson. You're going to get a guy like a Sal Freelich maybe midseason to take over for Garrett Mitchell if he struggles. You have a guy like Joey Weimer in the minors who rakes. I, I really don't mind the offense with a guy like a Mike Brassell and on the bench. Uh, the rotation, I I love the rotations. Cor- you got Burns, Woodruff, Lauer, Peralta, and Wade Miley. That's a great rotation. And you got um, Robert Gasser in the minors. You got guys like that and I think that is going to be the thing that keeps the team in it because if you have a good rotation like the Brewers you're going to be in every single game and I think they'll hit just enough probably to win more than that 85 and a half projected mark and the bullpen it's Devin Williams and a lot of nothing which does scare me a little bit but I you do have maybe the top five reliever in baseball and Devin Williams with a top five pitch in baseball so the fact that you have that, I would definitely lean into that tremendously. So, I like I said, I'm going to take the barely. I'm not saying they're going to win a lot more than 85 and a half. I'll take the money like 87, but I'm going to take the slight over because I think the rotation is going to keep them in enough games and they'll win enough. The next team we have in the division, a big drop off now. In the next tier, we have the Chicago Cubs, who are projected 77 and a half wins. I'm taking the under on this. I don't necessarily really think it's that close i don't love this team i don't love the way it's constructed i know they try to patch up some holes in some interesting ways and i just don't think they did a great job of it you look at the projected lineup of horner swanson hat mancini bellinger wisdom hosmer rios and barnhart hosmer edition was terrible you have a guy like matt mervis in the minors why not give him a chance you i like the trey mancini edition i think he's a nice bounce back candidate I don't love the Bellinger thing at all. I think he stinks at this point. I don't think you're going to get anything to what he was in 2019 whatsoever. So I don't I don't love that addition. Um, I like the Swanson addition. You're probably the best defensive middle infield in baseball with Horner and Swanson. And Ian Happ's a good player, but I think that's about what your offense is limited to. Patrick Wisdom strikes out 40% of the time. Maybe he's going to hit 30 homers. What they do? I like a, the bench. You got Jan Gomes who's a good backup and Nick uh, Madrigal, so con- little contact guy, but you really don't have the impact on the baseball with a guy like Madrigal. And I don't love this lineup as a whole. Again, I like Horner, Swanson, and Half and Mancini, but beyond that, I really don't like this lineup. You look at the, the rotation, is not much better. Marcus Stroman, your ace, Justin Steele, Jameson Tyon, Drew Smiley, Hayden Wesneski. Stroman, I don't know what you're going to get from him. He struggled a little bit last year. I think he could be okay, but he's not an ace on any staff. <laughs> Shouldn't be an ace on any staff. Tyon, I think, was a good addition. He's going to give you innings. He's going to give you a 3-5 ERA solid. Solid pitch baseball. Justin Steele is a little banged up right now. He's not been pitching great, so I'm a little worried about that. Drew Smiley, I don't like in the rotation. Hayden Wesneski is probably the most interesting Got a big slider, um, Yankees prospect that they traded that they got for uh, Scott Efros. Big slider, I think he could really be the X factor in the rotation, as in he can move up it. And I know you got like Javier Assad, everyone's talking about, and um, 
who's in the bullpen with Albert Azulai. You have Michael Fulmer as the closer. That's not great. Seiya Suzuki's hurt right now. That's your big, that's your other big um, piece on offense. I think when he comes back, they'll be a little better. But he wasn't necessarily everything he was hyped up to be last season. Um, Kyle Hendricks is hurt right now, which I don't think he's very good anymore. So I don't think you have a lot of pieces here, and I just don't know how they're going to piece together to be a dang near 500 team. So I'm going to take the under on the 77 and a half. All right, next up we have the Cincinnati Reds at 65. 65 and a half. Yeah. Um, this is about right on the line for me. I will take gosh, because 65, 97. You know what? I'm gonna take the slight over on that. And the reason being is I believe they lost about 101 games last season, and they were the maybe the worst baseball team of all time in the first month of the season. And if you just take out that month and make them a bad team, I think they were three and twenty-four. If you just made them 10 and 14 or something or 10 and 17, they're going to win <laughs> enough games to go over on this. So I'm going to go with the slight, slight um, over for them. So this red team, let's talk about the uh, rotation of the lineup. They're very top heavy in both. You got in the, um, the lineup, you got India, Friedel, Meyer, Stevenson, Fraley, Newman, Benson, Steer. I like Steer, Benson, India, and Stevenson. That's about it. <laughs> I don't really like anyone else. Um, I don't love the bench at all. I don't like Luke Maley, Kurt Casale, or Jose Barrero. And the reason, though, I'm going to have them go slight over is because I love the rotation. Well, the, well, I'll rephrase that. The top three in the rotation. You got Hunter Green. I think he's going to take a big step this year. He proved to be pretty good last year. Took a step at the end of the year. Lodolo is going to take a huge step like he did at the end of last season. So I really like him. And Graham Ashcraft's a guy to watch. Big gyro cutter guy. He's been tweaking with his pitches in the offseason. I think he's due for some positive regression. Uh, you got Connor Overton and Luis Sessa with four and five might be the worst in baseball. That's what makes me worry about them getting to that number. Votto obviously hurts a big a big deal. Um, you're going to have a guy like Brandon Williamson that's going to have to come up sooner than later, even if he's not prepared to make a start in this rotation. You look at the bullpen, it's not it's not great. I, you do have Alexis Diaz closing out, who I think is a bit of a young stud, so I like that. Um, really just a gut feeling here in this Reds team. I, I, it's just based off the fact that I don't think they could be that bad at the beginning of the season like they were last year, so I think they will go, and I when I say over, I'm thinking like two games over, 66, 67 wins. That's about the max for them, 60, yeah, maybe one more than that, but that'd be about it. So I'll have the Reds going to slide over, and that leaves one more team in the division to talk about, and that is the Pittsburgh Pirates. Their projected win total is at 68 and a half. That's way too high. They are going under that. They lost 101 games last season or something. It was 100 or 101 games. And you cannot tell me that they are going to improve that much. You, not, they're not going to improve eight games this season. I, I look at the lineup and it's, it is better. You got O'Neill Cruz, Brian Reynolds, Andrew McCutcheon, G-Man Choi, Jack Sawinski, Brian Hayes, Kanan Smith and Jigba, Rodolfo Castro, and Austin Hedges. I love O'Neill Cruz, so let's see what he ends up being if he is this amazing player like we think he can be. Brian Reynolds is great. Obviously, they're trying to lock up him or give him a long-term extension as we speak. Um, McCutcheon, great homecoming story. I think he could still play a little bit, especially against lefties. 
G-Man Choi is a solid addition. I don't think he's bad. You have Carlos Santana as well, who they picked up, who still walks, I guess. Um, Jack Sawinski strikes out a lot, hits some homers. Cabrian Hayes, I really want to see you take a step up offensively, defensively. He is maybe the best player in baseball, but we'll see how that translates. Um, Rodolfo Castro is intriguing. I think he definitely earned a spot here. And Austin Hedges might be the worst hitter I've ever seen. I might be better than him. You have Jason DeLay as the backup catcher. And I love G1 Bay. I think Connor Joe's going to platoon a little bit. But G1 Bay, I think, should probably be starting on this team over someone. I think he's a very fun player to to watch. Um, he should be intriguing. But this rotation is a little rough. You got Mitch Keller, who, again, on tread, will start in 100 again this offseason, I guess. Rich Hill, who's 43 years old. I don't, don't love that, I guess. Vince Velasquez stinks. Roanzi Contreras is a great young guy. Johan Oviedo is, I think, going to be a good pitcher. But that's, that's not saying a lot. Um, it, there's a lot of volatility that um, rotation you didn't you sent down um, Luis Ortiz who I thought was intriguing Brew Baker's injured you look at the bullpen you got the um, David Bednar from Pittsburgh big time closer I think he's really good but then after that don't love any really anyone else I think Underwood and Crow are okay Holderman's solid but other than that the the bullpen's pretty bad I just think that the, the lineups could be could go through stretches where they might be absolutely terrible if O'Neill Cruz struggles I think I don't think there's many even above average above big league average hitters at this lineup I can get bank on Brian Reynolds and that might just be about it at any point in time and that that's very very concerning so I hope that doesn't happen but that that absolutely is a legitimate possibility so I'm going to go with the Pirates to go under the 68 and a half. I would like the number more at like a 64. I think that's about what the, or about 65, but the number has been bet a lot and it's jumped way too high. So I'm going to take the Pirates under on the 68 and a half wins. All right, let's move on to the National League West where I have the order of finish going. Dodgers, Padres, Diamondbacks, Giants, Rockies. Let's start at the top with the Dodgers. They're projected 95 and a half. They have lost a lot. Their um, their team does not look nearly like it did the last couple of years. However, in the last couple of years, they won with like 109 and 111 games. They still have Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, Max Muncy, J.D. Martinez. But you're going to have to play guys like David Peralta, Trace Thompson, Miguel Vargas, Miguel Rojas in the starting lineup. Guys like Jason Hayward are on the team. With that being said, 95 and a half, it's the Dodgers. I'm going to take the over, and I'm probably going to hammer the over. I do not care what the lineup looks like. They have some sorcery at that in that team. I think their rotation is good, but very, very thin. I think they are a probable injury away from being in trouble. However, they're going to figure it out. They have some good, really good prospects to, that they have. You look at the rotation, you got Arias, May, Kershaw, Syndergaard, and Pepiote right now. Um, Gonsolin obviously is injured, but he'll be back by the looks of it at some point. Um, you have guys like Gavin Stone and Bobby Miller who pitched a lot in AAA last year, and I think they're going to come up and make immediate impacts on this team. I look at the rotation. I don't think it's very good. They're all very injury-prone, except for Urias. May is barely pitched. Kershaw can't finish a full year. Syndergaard's always injured. Pepeo has a hard time throwing strikes, but 
all you have to do is get the five innings, five innings, two runs, and then you hand over this stacked bullpen with Evan Phillips, Alec Vesia, Gratterall, Ferguson, Yancey Almonte, who's disgusting for some reason after the, the Rockies gave up on him. Shelby Miller probably is going to be great. Phil Bickford and Andre Jackson. Like, this bullpen's ridiculous. They have guys chucking 100 out of the middle of nowhere. I don't know how they, what sorcery they use to do this. But I'm not gonna. I'm done downing them. Her, lo, losing Gavin Lux hurts tremendously, and obviously losing Trey Turner in the offseason. But you're gonna get guys like Firehives and back who had a freaking zero ERA last year. They they will be perfectly fine. I they have so much depth. They might have one of the better uh, farm systems of baseball. I'm gonna take them at the over 95 and a half. Now we have the team that seems to be chasing the Dodgers um, and finally caught them last year after not successfully doing so for a while. And that is the San Diego Padres who bowed out in the national league championship series last year after a big win against the Dodgers in the NLDS. Well, they made a heck of a splash this off season playing Xander Bogarts. And you look at the team, Bogarts, Soto, Machado, Cronenworth, Carpenter, Kim, Grisham, Nola, Dahl with Tatis, obviously coming back in about 20 games. They're over under win totals projected at 93 and a half. You got the rotation of Darvish, Snell, Martinez, Waka, and Lugo. And that right there is going to tell you how I feel about this team. I'm going to take the under. I think they are a phenomenal team, but they are incredibly top-heavy. The top four of the lineup in, in by the end of the month is going to legitimately be Tatis, Bogart, Soto, Machado, which is disgusting with Cronenworth behind them. But... The the depth is terrible. Like you guys you got a guy like David Dahl projected in the starting lineup. Jose Azokar, forty three year old Nelson Cruz. I like I like the fact that they're gonna probably play uh, Campusano, and I hope he maybe is a starting catcher over Nola. Hong Sung Kim is a good player, and Grisham I think can't be worse than he was last year. And I think the defense is gonna be very important this year with the decision to put. Um, so with Soto and Tatis in the outfield is going to be very, very interesting. I did the, the rotation. I just don't like, I love Darvish just now. Obviously I like Martinez as a reliever. I think Michael Walker is the prime candidate for negative regression after last year, where he was very lucky looking at all the advanced stats and Seth Lugo is a reliever and you're going to turn him into a starter. And you picked up guys like Cole Hamels. You have Brett Honeywell in the bullpen, Ryan Weathers, um, Jay Groom. Don't love any of those options. I I know Musgrove will be back. He dropped a weight on his toe, and he shouldn't be that that far behind. He should be back soon. So I, I think I love the big three when Musgrove is back of Darvish, Snell, Musgrove. I don't love any anyone else in the rotation. I guess I'd probably keep Waka and... Martinez, I'd rather use Lugo out of the pen with the um, in in there. I think that makes it better. I think the bullpen's solid. You got Hater, obviously big trade piece, and but he struggled last year. We'll see what he is. See if he can pitch multiple days in a row. Luis Garcia, they had an injury to Robert Suarez, which I think is massive because I think he was going to be a big piece of this team. I don't. The injury is unspecified right now. Let's see if there's any more details. Arm sniff, arm stiffness. I think that could be good, or could mean it's not much, or that could be really bad. You get Drew Pomerantz back at some point, by the looks of it. I just think they're 
a fascinating team. I think they're going to be going the highest of highs, but at the same time, I think they can go on the lowest of lows. That's why I'm going to take them right under 93 and a half. I think they're about a 91 team. I just think there's too many flaws in the depth of this team to really be a regular season succeeder. I do think they're going to be do very well in the playoffs though. Next up, we have the Arizona Diamondbacks who come in at 75 and a half. And this is one of my easy overs. I think this team is very, very fascinating. I mean, do you remember a couple of years ago where they couldn't win on the road and they were absolutely terrible? I think this team's actually pretty solid. You look at the lineup of Freak, Corbin Carroll, Cattell Marte, Jake McCarthy, Walker, Rojas, Gurriel, who they traded for, Thomas, <coughs> I'm sorry, uh, Ahmed and Moreno. Fascinating lineup with guys like Longoria and Kyle Lewis to plug in spots. I think that lineup is really, really fun. I liked what I saw out of McCarthy last year. I think Corbin Carroll's a freak. Obviously made $100 million playing a month in the big leagues, number one prospect and or number one or number two prospect for a lot of people right now. Um, you can tell Marte's a solid player. Christian Walker at like 30 bombs last year. Gurriel's going to be a nice addition to that team. Alec Thomas, if he could hit, is going to be great. He's great defensively. And Gabriel Moreno, I love the trade of Varsho for Moreno. You're getting a 23-year-old top 10 overall prospect catcher. Yeah, sign me up for that. Um, the rotation is pretty interesting. They're projected right now. Uh, Gallon, Kelly, Bumgarner, Nelson, Davies. Uh, I don't think that's going to last very long. I think um, Dre Jameson, who they have at the pen right now, is going to be making starts sooner than later. I also think um, Brennan Fott is going to be a really big starter for them in a couple of weeks, maybe by midseason. <coughs> Sorry, I'd probably get rid of Davies and Bumgarner out of the rotation. Yeah, I feel really good about it. Of Gallon anchoring a rotation of him, Kelly, Nelson, Fott, and Dre Jamison. I think I really, I would really like that rotation. Um, the bullpen is not bad. I like the Chafin pickup. Uh, Miguel Castro is interesting. Cole Solcer is interesting. It looks like uh, Joe Mantiply is injured right now, but uh, let's see what that injury entails. Um, it looks like shoulder fatigue. Maybe he'll be back sooner than later. Um, Mark Melanson, we'll see when he comes back. Maybe he'll, he'll still have an impact. They'll love the bullpen, but I, I think this team is a lot more fun. And I think playing now, remember with the new divisional schedules, you're not playing as teams, the divisional teams as often, only playing them 13 instead of 19 times per season, which I think helps the Dimebacks not playing the Dodgers and Potters as much. So I'm going to have them winning over 75 games. I think they're going to be a very fun team to watch and probably about an 80 81 win team. The next team up is the team that a lot of people probably have in third, but I'm going to put in fourth, and that's the San Francisco Giants. I got their over-under windows at 81.5. I think this is a pretty easy under, genuinely. Like, if you look at this team, they got worse. You lost your big-time starter in Rodon, and you lost Brandon Belt, and you lost some complimentary pieces like Longoria as well. Um you added a few. You added um, Conforto, and um, you added Blake Sable in the Rule 5. Mitch Haniger, who looks to be injured already. Let's see what he has, a strained oblique. So we'll see when he comes back. But projected lineup as of now on opening day. Uh, Lamont Wade Jr., Tyro Estrada, uh, Jock Peterson, uh, Michael Conforto, Brandon Crawford, David VR. Mike Yastrzemski, Blake Sable, who I liked in the World 5 draft. I think that was a good pickup. And Joey Bart, who I think stinks. 
he picked up Roberto Perez. You have J.D. Davis on the bench, who was good for, I guess, good for them last year. I just don't like that lineup. I think um, Casey Schmidt's going to be coming up at third base very soon. I think he's going to make an impact, but I don't like a lot of those guys in that lineup, and I don't think they're very good. You look at the starting rotation, I do like a lot. I love Webb. Cobb, I think, is solid. Um, Sean Benaya, I think, is going to be way, way better than he was last year. The Giants will work a little bit of their magic. Ross Stripling, I think, was really good last year for the um, Blue Jays. I think he'll be solid for them. And Alex Wood looked really good in his last tune-up, given it was against the A's. But he looked good in his last tune-up in spring training. I like that rotation. I think it's pretty good. Look at the bullpen. You got uh, Camilla Duvall, who I think is great. Um, Taylor Rogers and Tyler Rogers, which is kind of funny. Um, John Brebbia, who pitches like every single day. Uh, Jacob Junis, Anthony DiScalfani. I think those are very solid depth options in the rotation. I just don't think the lineup's that good. And I don't know how they're going to be around a 500 team if the lineup's not going to be that good. And Luke Jackson's on a, um, he's recovering from Tommy John, so he should be back soon to help supplement that bullpen. Like, I look at the lineup and it's, like Tyro Estrada is an okay second baseman. Jock Peterson's good. Lamont Wade had a rough year last year. I don't know what you're going to get out of him. Conforto hasn't played in two seasons. Who knows? Um, Brandon Crawford struggled last year after a big 2021. David VR, Yastrzemski's getting old. Joey Bart, I think, is terrible. And Blake Sables, a guy that you just took in the Rule 5 draft who hasn't played in the big leagues yet. So... I don't know. I I would I would lean the under. I I just don't think this team is that good at all. And I think it does help with not playing the Dodgers or Padres that much anymore. But I, yeah, I still don't think they're a good team. And for them to be above five hundred, I just don't see that happening. I think they're a little they're a little under that. They're probably like a 75, 76 win team. And now for the final team in the National League and the final team in the National League West is. Maybe the most frustrating team in all of baseball, and that's the Colorado Rockies. They're projected at 65 and a half wins this season. You know, it's funny. I'm hammering the over. But the sole reason of they play really well at home, even though they might be the worst team of all time on the road. They're always like 10 games over 500 on home. And with that being said, they can't be that bad and win only 65 games if they're going to win that many games at home. You look at this lineup. Definitely interesting as um, Dick Monford, who is their um, president of baseball ops or their or their owner, says that my this team could be 500. Yeah, I really don't see it at all. Look at this lineup. You got Profar, Chris Bryant, who I think is primed for a humongous season. Blackman, Crone, McMahon, Jonathan Daza, Montero, Elias Diaz, and Ozigo Tovar, who I think is a fascinating rookie and is a rookie of the year candidate right there, but. The lineup's not necessarily what's going to be the downfall for um, the Colorado Rockies. If you scroll on over to the rotation, I'll give you it. It <laughs> might be the worst rotation I've ever seen, and that's Herman Marquez, Kyle Freeland, Jose Urania, Austin Gomber, and Ryan Feltner. I don't know if there's a guy on here that's going to have a ERA below like four nine, four seven five, maybe 5 flat. Like These guys are all terrible. I don't know how this team competes with that rotation. You're going to have to outslug the heck out of any team you play. It doesn't help they all play in cores. I think this rotation is probably up there with a team like the Nationals. Probably not as bad as the Nationals, 
but the fact that they play in court might be worse than the Nationals statistically. Look at the bullpen. You have 38-year-old Daniel Bard, Pierce Johnson's okay, Denelson Romant, Brad Hand, Justin Lawrence throws like a weird sidearm. Connor Siebold, like, is any of that intriguing? He lost Brandon Rogers for a while. Randall Grichik's injured. Yeah, there's nothing amusing about this team, but for some reason they're going to probably win 69, 68 games for the sole reason that they freaking play in Coors Field and they win over most of the time there. And somehow all these people go to the games and their attendance is great. I do not understand how it happens, but. Whatever, I'm, I'm, this is why I don't run a baseball franchise. I'll take the over on the Rockies, 65 and a half. It's a very disappointing thing to say over to a team that paid $50 million to t- to have Nolan Arenado taken away and didn't trade away Trevor Story or John Gray and didn't even offer give Gray the qualifying offer, even though he got $50 million. What a frustrating franchise. Tovar is fun to watch, but I might only be watching Tovar and Chris Bryant because I think Chris Bryant can hit like 40 this year for no reason. I mean, it is in course, but I think it'd be really fun. If he plays a full season. With that being said, let's move over to the American League. We'll start here in the American League East. All righty, continuing with the American League East, a lot of really good, a lot of really good teams in this division. Probably the best division, one through five. You don't have a really bad team. With that being said, only a couple of them are going to make the playoffs. You can't have all five. So. I'm going to start at the top here. I'm going to have things shaken up a little bit here at the top, and I'll just give you the order, and then I'll give you again my over-under. So at the finishing first in the AL East, I have the Tampa Bay Rays. In second, I have the New York Yankees. Third, the Toronto Blue Jays. Fourth, the Boston Red Sox. And fifth, the Baltimore Orioles. I'll start at the top in the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, truly, this is a pick based on the fact that they won 86 games last year, and I think they were the most injured team in all of baseball. They had everybody injured and their rotation looks great this year. You look at their lineup, they're going to get additions from the minor leagues and a couple of prospects coming up and, you know, wish for better health. And I think they're going to be, I think they're going to be a good team. Like if you look at this lineup, uh, Yandy Diaz, who's great. They just gave him an extension. Wander's going to have a big year. Randy, Brandon Lau, who's hurt a lot of last year. Held Ramirez, Manuel Margot, Isak Paredes, Christian Bencord, and Jose Series, a freak of nature. Get on the bench with guys like Mejia and Taylor Walls, Josh Lowe, who's a big prospect. He should play a bigger role this year. But the big reason I have this team being good is if you look at the rotation, you got McClanahan, Eflin, Springs, Rasmussen, and Fleming with um, Tyler Glass now on the mend. And I think he'll be back soon-ish. I know he's going to be out a little bit, but when he gets back, I think this they might have the single best, one of the single best rotations in all of baseball. You. You pair up McClanahan, Glass, now, and Rasmussen, who is disgusting, and they're going to be great. And you look at the bullpen, and it's a bunch of dudes that are really good. You look at Fairbanks, Adam, Beeks, Poche, Ryan Thompson's weird, Clevenger's weird. Like, I just think this team's going to win a lot of games. And they're over under set 88.5. I think they fly over. I think they're a 95-ish, 96-win team. And that's why I have them barely sneaking the win of the division. And I think a big reason for the AL East here and a lot of the win totals I'm going to give is just because of the sole fact they don't play each other as often, which is going to allow them to win more games against a bad division like the AL Central, and they're going to all play the NL Central bad division. So I think they'll win more games by that manner. All right, let's move on to second. We have the New York Yankees. 
They're over under 93 and a half. I am the taking the slightest over. I think they win 94, 95 games. They won 99 last year, and a lot of obviously they were great and then they were terrible. You look at this team, their their rotation's better. I know they're all injured now with Rodon hurt, um Severino hurt, and Montas maybe out for the year. But they're not long-term injuries on a lot of them. And if you look at this lineup, it's I like it a lot more in a certain manner um, now than I did before. I uh, got LeMahieu, Judge, obviously reigning MVP, Rizzo, Stan, Glaber, Donaldson, who I think is going to play a little better than last year. It's going to be hard to be worse. They have Hicks in the lineup. I don't think he will be. I think it will be Oswaldo Cabrera, or, and they just signed uh, Franchi Cordero today. Um Trevino, best defensive catcher in baseball, and Anthony Volpe, who is top five prospect in baseball. He's going to come up and make an immediate impact on this team. I think he is 10 times better than IKF, and I think that's all this team really needs is they had terrible play last year from guys like Donaldson and IKF and Aaron Hicks, and I think if you could limit that down to one per terrible player in the lineup, it's really going to help. And <clears throat> you look at this rotation, you got – Garrett Cole, who's primed to be better than he was last year. Uh, Clark Schmidt, who's a solid five. Herman Cortez, who's coming off a great year. And Johnny Brito, I think, is going to hold down the fort for about a month until they get um, guys like Severino and Rodon back. Um, you got guys <clears throat> that are also injured, like Bader, who's going to be probably be back within the first month. I think he's going to be big here because then you allow yourself to move Judge out of center field. You look at the bullpen, a lot of a lot of dudes that are really good. Holmes had a great year. Loisica's good. King's great. Wandy I like. Marinaccio, great changeup. Albert Abreu's and Cordero throws hard and Matt Crook. I just think this team is flawed, but I think they are still a very good team. They're very top-heavy, very star-studded, and I think if Rodon doesn't have any more setbacks and he's back by May and Severino's back around that same time along with Bader, I think this team's going to be primed to win games i just think the first month struggle is probably gonna hold them back for in my opinion from winning the division that's why i have them just behind the Tampa Bay Rays. i do have them going over 93 and a half wins though next up we have the toronto blue jays the toronto blue jays over under set at 91 and a half and again i'm gonna take the over they won about that same amount of games last year and i think they've gotten better in certain aspects yes you traded away tay oscar hernandez but you add a guy like Dalton Varsho, who's way better defensively. You add in Brandon Belt as another lefty and Kevin Kiermaier to play good defense. You you look at this lineup of Springer, Bichette, Guerrero, Varsho, Kirk, Belt, Chapman, Merrifield, Kiermaier with guys like Santiago Espinal and Danny Jansen on the bench. That's really, really good. Kevin Biggio is primed for a better year. I think Vlad's going to have a big year. Bichette was great at the end of last year. Springer's getting up there in age, but I think he's still got some left in him. I, I think this team is going to win more games than they won last year, and I think they were right around this 91-92 win mark. I'm going to take the slide over as well. Like I'm taking 93-94 is the max for me, and the sole reason I'm, that's the max is because I don't like this rotation. I love Alec Bono, but he's primed for some, pos or for some negative regression. Kevin Gosman hasn't looked good this spring, but I think he's probably their best arm. Chris Bassett, I didn't love that signing. I didn't. I don't think he's going to be great for them. I don't like Jose Barrios. I think he stinks. If you look at that that fastball, it's terrible. One of the worst pitches in baseball, and that's why he struggled last year. And it's not going to get any better. And you say Kikuchi was great at the beginning of last year, then he fell off a cliff. And I might expect the same this year. And yes, you have like a guy like Ricky Tiedemann, 
in the minors, but that's about it about guys that are going to come up. And I think you're really thin in the minor leagues and getting onto that major league roster. And if you look at this bullpen, it's improved from last year. You got Romano Swanson, who you traded for Teos Hernandez, which I don't like that trade at all. I love it in Seattle's turn, but I don't trade a impact outfielder for a, a bullpen arm. It doesn't really make much sense to me. Uh, but anyway, Yimi Garcia, Anthony Bass, Tim Meza, Adam Simber, Zach Pop, Trevor Richards, some interesting arms. You have a, a guy like a Nate Pierce in the minors who throws hard, and we'll see if he gets up. But I'm confident in this team that they're going to be a competing for the playoffs the entire year. I just not too confident in them winning going and winning like a hundred games this year. I think they're going to be way better defensively. And I think that really helps with the rule changes. I think their lineup is more well balanced. With that being said, I'm not the biggest fan of their starting rotation. And that's what I think might hold them back. But I think their bullpen is improved to be fair. So I, again, I think they'll go over 91 and a half, not by much. Next we have the Boston Red Sox who's over under 78 and a half. I'm going to go under. I, I don't this team's lost a lot of guys on them. Like you lost Bogarts, which I think was a heart and soul of your team. Your the rotations what terrifies the heck out of me. The lineup's not bad. If you look at the lineup, you got Verdugo, Devers, Turner, Yoshida was a good pickup. Uh, Duval, Casas, Arroyo, Reese McGuire, and Enrique Kike Hernandez. Kike is going to be good. I think um, Casas is going to be great. I think he's in for a big, big rookie year. I like Yoshida. He played really well in the WBC. Adam Duvall in center field terrifies me. Uh, and the depth on the bench is bad. You got Connor Wong, Yu Chang, Rob Refneider, who I think is okay, and Ramel Tapia, who's not good. But if you look at this rotation, this is going to be the issue. Rotation, the bullpen. Yes, you got um, also forgot to mention Trevor Story will be out half the year at the minimum, but he'll be back. And then um, Alberto Mondesi, who recovered from an ACL injury. So you'll see what you get out of him at shortstop, and maybe you can move Kike back to center field. But look at this rotation. Corey Kluber on a one-year deal. Chris Sale, who has barely pitched the last couple of years, but I think he'll be good. Tanner Houck scares me in the rotation. Cutter Crawford's not a good starter. Nick Pavetta is a very, very mediocre starter. I do not like that starting rotation. And you look at the bullpen, Kenley Jansen, who I think is really going to struggle with the pitch clock. Chris Martin's not bad. John Shriver's okay. Richard Blyer, Ryan Brazier. Yeah, these uh, these guys aren't great. There's nobody that is great. And I think Brian Bayo being hurt really does hurt this rotation because I think he's your best young piece. I think Sale will be okay. But other than that, I don't like this rotation. I can see all those other guys having around a 4-5 or and above. ERA wise, I could see sale around a three and a half, three, three and a half, but everybody else, that's what's holding back this team. And so I'm going to say they are go under 78 and a half. I still think they're a 75, 76 win team, but I don't think they can get up to near 80 games, to be honest. Moving over to the, or sorry, last team in the American League, I almost forgot about them, the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, Baltimore's fascinating. They have a really good year last year. They finished like 82 and 80, I believe or 83 and 79, sorry. And then this year they come in and they say they're going to spend all this money in the offseason, but they don't at all. The starting lineup looks good. Mullins, Rushman, who's great MVP candidate. Santander, Mountcastle, Henderson's going to be a rookie of the year candidate all year. Hayes, Stowers, Frazier, and Mateo. Those, that's great. Ramon Urias on the bench will love that. Here's the, the big glaring issue with this team. Um, 
you're starting Kyle Gibson on opening day. What a disaster that is. You tell me you got to start Kyle freaking Gibson on opening day. That is pathetic. Then you got Dean Kramer, who is expected stats say he's going to be bad. Cole Irvin, who's like a 98 ERA plus guy you traded to from, to, from the A's. So I guess he's average. Kyle Brash and Tyler Wells don't give me much to hope about. Grayson Rodriguez is great, but he, he's not on the roster right now. And I'm not going to sit here and try to expect a rookie whenever, whenever he comes up to make a big-time impact on this team. I just think the, the starting rotation doesn't give you a great chance to win every day. You guys, you do got guys like a um, like Felix Bautista closing out games, and I know John Means said it will be back, and but it looks for like Dylan Tate and Michael Givens are both injured right now, but they should hopefully be back sooner than later. But the bullpen is not bad. I'll take that bullpen with Sionel Perez was good last year. James McCann is a backup catcher is fine. John Means should be back sooner than later, so that's good. But they're projected 76 and a half wins. I don't think they're going to get to that. I really don't because I think this rotation, they went on a very hot streak once Rushman came up last year, and that's great. But this rotation is not giving you a big shot to win games. I do not feel confident with a single one of those guys out there when I'm on a four-game losing streak and I need that then. Not a single one of them. Maybe when G-Rod comes up, this turns around. But I'm going to take the under on them. I think they finished last place in the division. I think it's some regression this year. A lot. It's kind of similar to, I guess, the Tigers of last year where everyone had, was high on them, but then they ended up progressing tremendously. I don't think the Orioles are going to be a great team this year. I think they're another year away and a big-time starter to pair with G-Rod in the rotation. Moving over to the American League Central, I got the order going. Guardians, White Sox, Royals, Twins, or I'm sorry, yeah. Guardians, White Sox, Twins, Royals, Tigers. Um, I'll start at the top here with the Guardians, who I think easily run away with the American League Central. And I think they might be, them and a team I'll get to later, are the easiest overs on the entire board. Projected 86 and a half wins. I hammer the over. This is like a 94-win team, in my opinion. I know they don't get to play the bad divisions much more, but I think this team is really good. Like, you look at the ro- the lineup, it's very pesky, but you added some thump in the middle of, oops, sorry, in the middle of it. Quan, Rosario, Jose Ramirez, Josh Bell, Naylor, Oscar Gonzalez, Andres Jimenez, Mike Zunino, Miles Straw. Miles Straw stinks, but that's fine. He's great defensively. Zunino's better than Austin Hedges offensively by a mile. Andres Jimenez had a great year last year. Gonzalez is another year under his belt. Naylor played well. I think Josh Bell's a humongous addition to the middle of this lineup. Jose Ramirez, obviously, is going to be an MVP candidate every year. Quan was great last year, so was Rosario. I, I really like that lineup. There's not any easy outs, a, not a lot of strikeouts, a lot of contact-oriented guys, and I think that plays well into what they're trying to do. You, guys got, you got guys like Will Brennan, who I like a lot, and Gabriel Arias on the bench. You got a great um, farm system. With that being said, there is a recent injury of Tristan McKenzie, which you might have to make some moves to bring up some of your guys to fill in starts, but they develop pitching so well, I'm not too worried about it. You got Shane Beaver, Hunter Gaddis to replace McKenzie, Savali, Quantrill, and Plesak. However, I do worry about Savali and Plesak. I don't don't like either of them all, but if you can bring up Logan Allen and maybe Xavier Curry gets more starts and Gavin Williams probably be up this year. Then I think this team is locked and loaded. We'll see what Espino's injury is in the minors, but I think they'll be ready, but their bullpen is absolutely disgusting. And I think it's the thing that's going to keep them winning games. 
Class A might be the best closer in baseball now that Diaz is hurt, probably is. Karen Jack was good last year. Trevor Stephan, Nick Sandlin, Enle De Los Santos, who's gross. Eli Morgan, they got Xavier Curry in the pen. I love that team. Henches is injured right now. Mackenzie's, I know, out a couple months, and I think that hurts a lot. But you're going to bring up guys like a Bo Naylor here to help hopefully replace um, Zanino in the lineup in that black hole. And I love the guys that you have in the minors uh, pitching-wise. So I think they're just going to be just fine. I have them flying over 86.5 wins. I have them winning division, probably a low to mid-90s win team. Next up, I got the uh, Chicago White Sox. The Chicago White Sox are... Oh, they're interesting because I believe they won 81 and 81 last year, if I'm not mistaken, or right around that. And um, it's hard to say if they got better or worse in the offseason. Um, you lost Jose Abreu, who's obviously the main um, captain of the team for the last few years, but you added a guy like Andrew Benintendi. I think the biggest addition they got is by subtraction, by getting rid of, rid of Tony LaRusso, I think is the best thing they could have done. So, yeah, they won 81 81 last year. So, We'll talk about the lineup here, and then we'll talk about the rotation. I think they're a very volatile team. I have them going over 82.5, but not by a lot. I'm thinking 84 wins. That's about it. So let's talk about the team, though. You got Tim Anderson, Luis Robert, uh, Andrew Benintendi, Jimenez, Moncada, Vaughn, finally playing his right position at first base. Your defense got a lot better. Grandal, Oster Kulas, cool story. Um, from Cuba, played in Japan. Now he's on the White Sox, made the opening day roster. And Elvis Andrews at second is fine. Gavin Sheets on the bench is fine. Like, this lineup's good when they're all healthy. The issue is Robert and Jimenez are made of glass and are never healthy. And um, I think that's the one thing that really does hold them back. You look at the uh, rotation. at Cease, Lynn, Giolito, Clevenger, Kopech. That's a good rotation. I'm very, very worried about Giolito and Clevenger. Clevenger, obviously, the off-the-field issues. And uh, Giolito has been very bad the last few years. But I feel good about C. Slynn, and I feel okay about Kopech again if he's healthy. You look at this bullpen. You got Graveman, Bummer, Kelly, uh, Reynaldo Lopez, good in the pen. Diekman, and you're going to get, by the sound of it, Liam Hendricks back sooner or later as he's going to kick cancer's ass, and he'll be back. Garrett Crochet will be back at some point here soon. I think they're a better team than they were last year. I think, if anything, they're not playing Gavin Sheets and Andrew Vaughn in left and right field, and I think that's going to tremendously help the team. And they're going to get a guy that's, uh, no matter what, he's going to be consistent, and Andrew Benintendi, and I think that's really going to help them. I don't know what you get out of a guy like Moncada, though. So with that being said, I'm going to go with them eight, over 82.5. I think they're an 84-85 win team. They're better than they were last year where they won 81-81. and 81. So as long as not everyone gets injured, yes, you lost five starts from a guy like Cueto, but... Long as not not long as Robert and Eloy play eighty five percent of the season, they're not going to be worse than they were last year. So I'm going to have them go over eighty two and a half. The next team I have up is the Twins, who are set at eighty three and a half. I'm going to go the under. I don't love this Twins team, and you know I don't know why. I just can't convince myself on them. You look at the lineup, and it's solid. They, well, it's interesting how they roster resource predicts this, but they got uh, Gallo, Correa, Buxton, Kepler, Miranda, Larnick, Vasquez, Nick Gordon, Michael A. Taylor. That is one heck of an interesting lineup. Probably not how to draw it up or how it's going to be, but I mean, Correa's great. Buxton's great when he's on the field, but he's guaranteed to miss 60 games a year at this point. Miranda's good after a good rookie year. I like the Vasquez pickup. Joey Gallo can't be worse than he was last year. You brought in Michael A. Taylor for insurance. Royce Lewis will be coming back off an ACL injury. But 
Kepler's okay, but I just don't think this team has what they need to be great. I like the rotation more than they had last year. You got Pablo Lopez, who they traded for, but you lost to Rise. That's a big deal. Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan, Tyler Maley, and Kenta Maeda. I think you have a bunch of, genuinely, you have a bunch of threes in the rotation, which is good, but the issue is, are you really going to win that many games with a bunch of threes? That gives you a 50-50 chance to win every day. So I'm probably going to have them being about an 80-win team, 79-80-win team. So I think that gives you a chance to win every day, but it doesn't give you a great chance because I think if you match up against a one or two in the rotation, you're at the disadvantage automatically. And in the bullpen, I like Jorge Lopez and Joan Duran, but I hate everybody else, and that really makes me worried. When If Pablo Lopez goes six innings, three runs, is Caleb Thielbar or Amelia Pagan going to blow it in the seventh before you have a chance to get to Jorge Lopez and Duran in the eighth and ninth? That's what worries me. And you have some guys come back from injury like Paddock, Royce Lewis, obviously, and Kirilov looks like he's injured, and Jorge Polanco currently. But I just don't see it in this team. I think they're a 500 team at best, and I don't think they have what what they need, and they're not going to beat up on the AL Central as much as they did last year. They don't get to play the Royals or Tigers all the time. I think they're about a 79-81 team at max. So I have the Twins going under 83.5. Next, we have the Kansas City Royals who are only interesting on one side of the ball. Their over-under is a 69.5. Um, I'm going to go with the under for the sole reason of they could hit, they could win that many games, but their pitching is so terrible that I can't believe in it that way. The lineup looks great. Bobby Wood Jr. is going to have a humongous year. Melendez is good. Salvador Perez is great. Vinny Pasquantino might be a top 30, 40 player in baseball by the end of the year with how good I think he could hit. Probably, let's say, top 50 to be optimistic. Uh, Dozier, Isbell, Edward Olivares, Nate Eden, and Michael Massey stink. Like that, that outfield might be the worst I've seen. The infield's great though. Um, but we're talking about one unit on the team. The bench, you got Jackie Bradley Jr., Framal Reyes, couldn't be more different players. Nicky Lopez can only play defense. The rotation, I like one guy, uh, one and a half. I think Zach Greinke can be okay. I don't like Jordan Lyles, don't like Brad Keller, and don't like Chris Bubich. I like Brady Singer and taking another step forward. So if I like one and a half of your starters, that you're in trouble. Daniel Lynch is hurt already. Drew Waters is hurt already. So those are pieces that they need to be healthy if they want a chance to go over this total. The bullpen's not bad. Guys like Amir Garrett, Aroldis Chapman, Scott Barlow, Dylan Coleman, those aren't terrible options, but... That rotation is bad. Bubich has been terrible. Lynch has been terrible when he pitches. Brad Keller's not very good at all. Jordan Lyles is the definitions of a Chad's eating eater to reference foolish baseball. And Zach Granke, I think, is a three walking 3-7 right now. So I don't feel confident in this rotation at all. I do not want to watch them pitch. I would love to watch him hit at the top of the lineup because the outfield absolutely stinks. Enough with the Royals. We're going to talk about the Tigers. You have the exact same win total set at 69.5. I have the also going under, obviously, as I have the Royals finishing above them. The, I, uh, this Tigers team is almost unwatchable. I think they have some guys that are going to be good to watch, but other than that, they're pretty terrible. Their projected lineups Nick Mayton, Riley Green, who I think is probably the most watchable player on this team. Javi Baez can't seem to be focused when he wants to play for the Tigers, and he stunk last year. Austin Meadows didn't play at all last year. Torkelson was terrible last year. I think he'll rebound, though. Uh, Miggy at 40. Kerry Carpenter, I think, is a legit guy. Jonathan Scope was terrible last year, and Jake Rogers is not good. The bench, you got Eric Haas, who is the most interesting guy on the bench, which says enough. 
the oh my god, the rotation's rough. You got Eduardo Rodriguez who disappeared last year. Spencer Turnbull, I think, is the most interesting option. I don't think Joey Wentz is very good, and Matthew Boyd and Matt Manning, I'm very worried about. And the bullpen might be the worst bullpen I have ever seen. The fact that you have a guy, uh, Alex Lang, closing says enough. This team is not very good at all. I don't have them winning 70 games. I just don't think it happens. I'm going under pretty handily. I They are very uninspiring. I, I, I'll be intrigued to watch um, Green, Baez, and Torkelson with, and Carpenter with the new dimensions of Comerica Park, but I don't like the rest of that roster at all. So I'm going to go under um, 69 and a half. And finally, we have the American League West. We'll start at the top, or I'll give you my order, then start at the top. Obviously, I have the Astros winning the division with the Mariners in second, Angels third, Rangers fourth, and the A's in fifth. Um, we have the Astros in first, the defending World Series champions. I think they might be the best team in baseball this year, over under 95 and a half. Hammer the over. I know Altuve's out for probably two months. Doesn't matter. They have enough depth to figure it out. You got Pena. Alvarez, Bregman, Jose Abreu signing the offseason, Kyle Tucker, Chaz McCormick, Jake Myers, Mauricio Dubon, slash David Hensley, and um, Martin Maldonado. I think they'll struggle a little bit without Altuve, but the top of the lineup is still absolutely stacked. You look at the rotation, Valdez, Javier Urquidy, Luis Garcia, and Hunter Brown. I only don't like Urquidy out of that stack. I think the other, I, I legitimately think Garcia, Valdez, and Javier could all finish top 15 in AL Cy Young Award voting and their bullpen's gross with Presley, Montero, Abreu, Narice, and Stanek anchoring it. I think those are guys are all great and you're going to get Altuve and Brantley back and I think that's and Lance McCullers at some point but I think this team is probably the best team in baseball. They'll win the most games. They're going to be right up there with the Braves and the Dodgers as the the best so I'm going to have the um, the Astros winning 100 plus games easily. I hammer the over. Jordan uh, might struggle off the get go because he's been dealing with a hand injury. But the fact that you have Jordan, Bregman, Abreu, and Tucker and all in a row with the World Series MVP at batting first, I feel great. When you have L2 of this lineup, they're flawless. The rotation's great. I, you, even if they go down with the injury, you got a guy like a Forrest Whitley to fill in, and their bullpen's gross. So I feel really good about the Astros easily coming in first place in the American League West. Next up, we have the Seattle Mariners. I think the, this team here is the easiest over on the board, genuinely. They're over under 87 and a half. They are flying over it. They won 90 games last year and had to play the Astros 19 times, and they got significantly better this offseason. First, you shredded a guy like a, um, Adam Frazier and Carlos Santana, and you know what you did? You won an upgrade. Look, Listen to this lineup. You got Colton Wong who's going to be a great defensive second baseman for you. Julio Rodriguez, perennial MVP candidate. Ty France, Tay Oscar Hernandez, Eugenio Suarez, Cal Raleigh. K- Kalanick is a great in the um, in spring training. But you know, you, you know what you did? You have a backup plan in case Kalanick's not good with A.J. Pollock, and you have um, J.P. Crawford, who's fine. and can bat ninth for them. Um it's great. They're phenomenal. That wrote that um, lineup is great. I love Ty France, Tay Oscar. I love that addition. Julio might be in it, might be the MVP. Cal Raleigh's a great hitter. If Kalanick does anything for you, this lineup is amazing. You go down to the rotation and it's phenomenal as well. You got 
Luis Castillo, who you traded for at the deadline, who's a dog. You got Gilbert, who was great last year, and he'll take a step up. Robbie Ray has been looking great this spring training, but I think he's going to be the four in this rotation because you got a guy like George Kirby, who diced up the Astros last year in the American League uh, Division Series for seven scoreless. I think he's great. Then you got Marco Gonzalez as well, who's going to be okay, and that's fine. But then once you get a guy like Emerson Hancock or you can move um, Chris Flex into the rotation, I feel really good about my odds. You look at the, the bullpen, you got Seawald's good, Castillo's good, Matt Brass is great with that big uh, sweeper that he has. Penn Murphy's good, Trevor Gott's good, Matt Festa, and Andres Munoz might have the best pitch in baseball with his slider and throws 103. This team's loaded. I They are flying over 87 and a half. This is my most confident bet. If I if I were to bet them, I think they are phenomenal. This team looks great. I think they have depth at some spots too. The lineup would be the only thing I really worry about. But rotation, I love bullpen, I love. And I, if long as you get a guy keep like J Rod healthy throughout the year, I think you are competing. I wouldn't say competing with the Astros for the division, but definitely competing easily to be the first wild card team in the American League. All right, we're going to move on to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, I, I guess. that's Yeah, so the Angels here are fascinating. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid this year. I'll be straight up. They're, they're over-under is 82.5. I'm taking the under. I don't. I think this is the best team that they've had with Otani and Trout on like together i'm not buying it you got t- the lineup is taylor ward mike trout top five player in baseball tawny is the best player in baseball rendon's look great in spring training renfro renhifo drury urshela and logan O'Hoppy. i love behind the plate i just i'm not believe i'm not sipping the kool-aid on the angels i can't do it you got otani who's great obviously the pitcher sandoval's amazing look at the world baseball classic tyler anderson's exactly what this team needed reed detmers took a step up at the end of last year former first round pick and jose suarez is great you look at the bullpen it's not bad carlos estevez ryan tapera aaron loop matt moore who's good last year tucker davidson is a long reliever that's good jose quijada i just i'm not buying into this team I cannot do it again. I bought it in them last year. I think Trout, Otani, and I think if Rendon stays healthy, they'll be in it. But until I see it happen, I'm not buying it. Until I see a team that Mike Trout and Joe Otani are both on win baseball games, I am not buying it. It is simple as that. I'm going to take the under on the Angels at 82 and a half. And I don't feel confident at all about that. I think they could easily be a playoff team if everyone stays healthy and everyone plays the rule. But until I see the the Angels do that, I am not betting on the Angels to go over. So, again, under 82 and a half. All righty, let's continue here with our last two teams. We have the Texas Rangers, who were projected 82 and a half. I think they really did improve in the offseason, but th- there's no chance they go over. I get it that the rotation is going to be way better with guys like DeGrom, Heaney, um, brought back Martin Perez and Nathan Eovaldi, but I don't think this team has a chance to be above 500. Their outfield might be, again, one of the worst in baseball. Let's talk about the lineup here. They have projected Simeon Seager great. I think Seager's going to have a massive year. I think he might be the one that benefits the most from the banning of the shift. Nathaniel Lowe, who was great last year. Adolis Garcia is good. Josh Young's a rookie. I think he's going to be good. Jonah Heim's a good framer. But Robbie Grossman in the outfield, I, I don't like. I don't like the fact that Brad Miller's your DH. And Ezekiel Duran, I do really like. I think they'll be fine with him in the outfield. But I would probably DH Garver over Brad Miller quite easily. And the the bench is weak. 
And I like the rotation again. DeGrom's been made of glass the last couple of years, so hopefully he stays healthy fully, and that could be – he could obviously run away with the Cy Young Award for him, but he is 35, and he hasn't been healthy in three years. So don't know how much I'm banking on that. Nathan Eovaldi, who was hurt last year, his velocity was down. Don't know if I trust that. Martin Perez, I think, found it now. He's figured out what he is now as a pitcher, and that's good. I think John Gray will be better this year, and I don't know what you're going to get out of Andrew Heaney. He was okay with the Angels, terrible with the Yankees, great with the Dodgers. I don't know, probably something between maybe a 3-5 ERA guy, which is fine as your five. But you're hopefully here as you're the Rangers. You're building in a couple years when you get the lighter in the Kumar years coming up and all the other big prospects that are going to be coming up sooner than later. So don't necessarily love the the team as a whole. And if you look at the bullpen, that might be a reason why. LeClerc, Brock Burke was great last year. Will Smith, old, old lefty Will Smith. Taylor Hearns, not very good. Dane Dunning's not great. Ian Kennedy, by the looks of it, made the team. Like, I'm not a big fan of any, of really any. I like Burke and LeClerc a little bit. It's funny that rhymes, but I love the rotation. I like the top of the lineup. The lineup's super thin. I don't love the bottom at all. I don't love the bottom five guys. I think Seager can be great. Simeon's going to be great. Low, I guess he's taking a step back because if he's as great as offensively, he is terrible defensively, and I think that's going to hurt. Garcia strikes out a lot, hits some homers. I think he's okay. He's a sneaky 30 years old, so that's surprising. But I, I have the um, Rangers going under. They only won 68 games last year. You cannot tell me they improved by 15 games by adding Jacob DeGrom, Andrew Heaney, and Nathan Eovaldi. That, that's just not going to happen. So I'm going to take the Rangers as the easy under 82.5, especially with the teams in the division that they have to play. All right, and the A's, who might be the most depressing team in baseball along with the Nationals. They're projected 16 and a half wins. I'm taking the under. This team is absolutely god-awful. If you look at the lineup, Tony Kemp, Ledmus Diaz, Seth Brown, Jesus Aguilar, probably all be traded by midseason. Jace Peterson, Ramon Liriano, probably traded. Ryan Noda, who's a sneaky good rule five pick. Langoliers is solid, and Asturi Ruiz is about the only two people I like in this lineup that they'll end up keeping. Um... Connor Capel, Brent Rooker, Nick Allen on the bench, not great. The starting rotation is also not good at all. I'm not going to spend too much time on this team. Seth Brown's by far their best hitter, and I think he'll probably get flipped, and they probably should flip him at the deadline. You look at the rotation, you get Kyle Mahler, who was the big piece in the um, John Murphy trade, Shintaro Fujinami, Mount Fuji. Ken Waldachuk, who they got back for um, Frankie Montas from the Yankees. I we'll see what he looks like. He was okay in spurts last year. James Caprillion, who they got for Sonny Gray from the Yankees back in the day, and J.P. Sears, who they also got in the Montas deal. A lot of trades from the Yankees by the looks of it. But um, I think Mahler will be okay. Fujinami, if he locates, will be okay. Waldachuk, we'll see. Caprillion and Sears are R5s in rotation, so that's fine. The only guy in the bullpen of interest is Trevor Mays, the closer, and he'll get flipped at the deadline. Everybody else kind of stinks. Uh, Paul Blackburn's on the IL, who might be your best pitcher. Uh, Freddie Tarnock, I guess, is interesting. He's part of the Murphy deal as well, who's also injured. I mean, the fact that you just pretty much gave up on Christian Pache, who was supposed to be the prized piece of the Matt Olson deal, says enough. You gave up with it, gave up on him after a year and gave him to the Phillies because you realized you made a mistake by taking a light-hitting center fielder who can't hit water if he fell out of a boat, but can play okay defense in, in exchange for your Hank Aaron uh, award finalist and Matt Olson to the Braves. What a pathetic organization. I There's not much to be said about them. They are 
a poor run franchise right now. Their deals prove that they're trying to get MLB ready talent, but they're not very good anyway. So I take the A's under uh, 16 and a half. I think they probably lose 104 ish games. With that being said, I'll give you my World Series prediction. I'm not going to sit here and uh, actually I'll give you my division winners and my wild card teams. I'm not going to sit here and predict the playoffs. That's way too much. And I'll give you my finalized World Series. I think the Braves win the East, obviously. Cardinals win the Central. Dodgers win the West in the National League with your wild card teams being the Mets, Brewers, and Padres. I, I, The surprise there would be the Brewers. I just think the Phillies might struggle tremendously without Harper for the first half of the year. And if uh, you get a Wheeler or a Nola injury, I think they might be in big-time trouble, and I think that's going to be the big factor here. So I'm going to... I don't want to say I'm going to predict injuries or anything, but I think they'll struggle without Harper. So um, until he gets back, they might have too big of a hill to climb by the end of the year. Um, In the American League, I have the Rays, Guardians, and Astros winning their respective divisions with your wildcard teams being the Yankees, Mariners, and the Blue Jays. Um, Not much to be said there. Uh, I believe those are the exact same teams last year, and it is. And I pretty much picked 11 of the 12 playoff teams from last year. The only one being different would have been the Brewers over the Phillies, who was funny because they made the World Series. But I absolutely could have get burned on that. I just feel like I couldn't predict the exact same 12 teams. I could see the Angels making it. Um, But other than that, I really don't see any other teams that have have a legitimate chance to make the playoffs. I guess the Twins or the White Sox have a chance, but that would be the last wildcard spot in the American League. Or along with the Angels, I think if a team in the American League uh, East struggles, that could be the difference. If a team like the Yankees or Blue Jays or Rays is decimated by health, which the Yankees already are, so it's a bit scary, I think one of those teams could be overtaken. With that being said, I have my World Series being Padres versus Astros, and I'm going to have the Padres winning it. It's very hard to repeat, and I think Tatis and Soto are going to be the difference. I got my World Series MVP being Juan Soto. I think he lives up to the big moment, and that's what he strives for. So I'm going to have the Padres, who I think are built for the playoffs better than most teams, and I think the Astros are as well. The Astros are built for both the regular season and the playoffs. The Padres with that big three at the top of the rotation, and I think if you move guys around into the bullpen, I think they could be very successful. So I'm, And I think they'll go make a deal at the deadline. So I'm going to go with the Padres over Astros in the World Series. Juan Soto, your World Series MVP. Uh, we'll do National League Awards first, and we'll run through these. Rookie of the year, I have Corbin Carroll. I think he's like a six-war guy this year. Legitimately, he's an 80-grade runner, 70-grade fielder, good arm, great hitter. I think he'll hit probably 285 with 15 pumps, and he will we'll, he could steal as many bases as they let him take. He's a freak of nature, one of the fun players to watch in baseball. So I think Corbin Carroll is a much-watch for the Diamondbacks, and I think he will win National League Rookie of the Year. Cy Young Award, I'm going to go Spencer Strider because I think if he pitches the entire year, he's the best pitcher in baseball. Look at the stats last year, like 100 or 200 strikeouts in like 140 innings, which is absolutely gross. And he struck out like 14 per nine. If he pitches 160 innings, he's going to win the Cy Young because he's going to strike out 250 easy. So I'm going to go Strider because no one can hit his fastball, and if he, as long as he stays healthy all year, he is the most disgusting pitcher in baseball, right up there with Jacob DeGrom, maybe 1A, one, 1B. One National League MVP, I'm going to go Mookie Betts. For the sole reason of I didn't like any of the Dodgers the last few years because there were too many of them, but now that the Dodgers have this um, tone set around them that they – lost pieces and they are as good losing Trey Turner and if they deal with injury and I have the Dodgers winning the West so I think a lot of the narrative is going to be Mookie wheels the Dodgers to win the West and um, 
I think they're actually going to run away with the West a little bit as the division as a whole. And I think it's going to be him and Freeman doing the heavy lifting. But I think because Mookie's going to have to play a little second due to injury, I think the versatility is really going to help him. So I'm going to go Mookie to win the NL MVP. Uh, he hit 35 pumps last year, and I think he's going to play a big role defensively for the Dodgers being a Swiss Army knife of sorts for them. I think it's huge. So I'm going to have Mookie Betts winning the uh, National League MVP. American League, Rookie of the Year. I'm going to go Anthony Volpe. Very surprised that he made the roster. Very happy for him, though. But I think the New York media is really going to help him. You're going to have guys like a Marcia, Mar, uh, Yoshida, Mashitaka Yoshida, and Tristan Casas, who I think are going to be big-time contenders along with Gunnar Henderson. But I'm just going to go Volpe for the sole narrative alone. The Yankees have been terrible at shortstop the last few years, and I think he's going to come in. He's going to steal 30 bags. He's going to hit probably 20 homers. He's going to play good defense. And I think the narrative of being on the Yankees and doing that as a 21-year-old rookie is really going to help him. And I think he might not end up with the best stats, but the best story is going to be Volpe at short as a rookie in the American League. So I'm going to go Volpe to win uh, American League Rookie of the Year. So a young award, I'm going to go with the team. Probably a lot of people are surprised to hear won the division. That's the Tampa Bay Rays because I'm going to have Shane McClanahan winning the Cy Young Award. McClanahan was great for the first half last year, and he tapered off near the end of the year. So I'm going to have McClanahan, though, win the American League Cy Young Award. He's going to keep up what he did in the first half last year, and now that he's got another full season under his belt, I think he's going to continue it. He dealt with a little injury last year, but I'm going to go McClanahan to win the AL Cy Young Award. Four great pitches, not facing all the ALS. All AL East teams is often not having the pitch at Fenway as often or Yankee Stadium is going to help tremendously or the Blue Jays who crush lefties. So I think him playing against other divisions really going to help. So I'm going to go McClanahan to win a AL Cy Young Award and the easiest pick on the board. Um, AL MVP at Shohei Otani. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. If he plays an entire full season, unless you have a season like Aaron Judge did last year, he's going to win the MVP. It's simple as that. And yes, there's voter fatigue, but now that he didn't win it last year, there's now no longer voter fatigue. And he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. This might be the greatest walk year in history, just surpassing Judge of last year. He'll probably, realistically, he'll probably hit like 265 with 40, 100, and throw a two, have a 2-5, which is absolutely ridiculous. And if it wasn't for Judge hitting 62 last year, Otani would have won the MVP. So it's simple as that. Otani will win the American League MVP. The fact that the odds are plus like 200 is absolutely ridiculous. So I think that's maybe the easiest pick on the board. With that being said, that was all my predictions. Again, um, I got in the National League making the playoffs. I got Braves, Mets, Cardinals, Brewers, Dodgers, Padres, American League, Rays, Yankees, Blue Jays, Guardians, Astros, Mariners, with my World Series being Padres, Astros, with the winner being the Padres. My uh, award winners, I got Rookie of the Year in the NL, Carroll, Cy Young, Strider, MVP, Betts, AL, Volpe, McClanahan, and Otani, respectively. My World Series MVP being Juan Soto, the San Diego Padres. So I'm going to look back at this in a couple months, and I'm going to be like, man, you idiot. I'm going to miss all of them like I did last year when I had the Dodgers, I think, being the White Sox in the World Series or something ridiculous like that. So can't wait for all my predictions to be, uh, be wrong. But with that being said, uh, thank you for listening. Hope somebody listened all the way up to this point. Um, more episodes coming soon. I'll figure out what they're going to be, but I was looking forward to this mega long episode. So if you stay stuck with it the whole entire time, thank you very much. And thanks for the support. Hope you guys listen next time. Have a good one.